Hello, everybody. My name is Goof Norton, and welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. This is a small bit. This is kind of intro uh, to the show. You know, we're, we're talking moon stuff. I Right now, I'm looking at the moon, and it is... It's beautiful. Like, it, it really is. I, I, I like seeing the moon uh, in this time of year. Uh, fall, autumn, whatever you call it on your side of the world. It is orangish, reddish this time of year. Um, and the, the sciencey stuff behind it's also very cool because of, you know, light particles and light scattering and such and what it reflects from the sun. Um, apparently the moon only reflects 13% of, of sunlight here at what we see at night is only 13%. Obviously it does not have its own light. We know this. Um, and in space, it literally is just a gray ball of rock. (laughs) It is just a gray rock floating around the earth. Um, and I find it interesting because uh, for the Earth to have a moon of that size with a planet of this size is unheard of. Like, this is, it's us. We we have this, and uh, technically speaking, we're, we may not, we shouldn't have this, but we have it, and it's awesome, and I love it. It's the moon. We just, we have this extra rock floating around us. Um... And it moves fast, like the moon, because, you know, you can't stare at the sun because you'll go blind. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like the moon, you can stare at, and you can see in the night sky how fast it moves if you have, like, trees or buildings to compare to see, you know, how far it's traveled from the horizon. And it moves, like, um, since I work at night, like, by the time I'm on my last break, the the moon is up, you know. And so... I can see it, like, rise over the building and how fast it moves. Like, by the time I'm done with my break, it goes from the horizon to above the building. And it's like, whoa. That's 15 minutes. 15 minutes. That's insane. I love some things about space. I really do. Though it is a an infinite... Um, expanse around us. Well, some people say it's not. I think... I don't know. I don't know what the official verdict on that was. Uh, granted, I I like to believe that it is an infinite expanse around us. Because there's so much of it to explore. There's so much of it we've never explored. And some things that we will never explore. We won't. We will never be able to explore the entirety of space. And um, really get to see all of what's out there. Because there's just too much of it. That's the one thing about space that I... Um, that I... that That's hard to think about sometimes it's like there's so much that we will never understand or ever know or ever get to see with our eyes from pictures or obviously our 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 eyes themselves will never get to see a lot of space you know us exploring our own solar system alone was a, a a great feat um and just being able to see because like you can everybody can see Everybody that, you know, can see the moon. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that blanket statement like that. Everybody can see, like, yeah, blind people exist. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was rude. That was, that's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> what I do mean to say is everybody that can see the moon, because uh, I cut myself off, like, you can see the different shades. You can see the darker parts of the moon. Right, you can see the lighter parts, and then you can see the darker parts where craters and such um, are and whatnot. It's like 
that's that's history literally floating around us that is crazy it's the moon because the moon always held some type of mystery because the moon does not rotate like we do on an axis the moon stays at that face that we see is the consistent face. We don't see the other side of the moon. That's why they call it, you know, the dark side of the moon. We don't see it. We don't ever get to see it. That is the same face uh, of the moon that I w- I've been seeing since I was a kid. Since your grandparents were kids and whatnot. The moon just stays kind of static like that. I think. If I am not... Uh, let me just look this up to make sure. Double check. on its axis. Okay, no. It oh it does. Wait, what? Oh no. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay, so it does not. That's interesting. Because it rotates around the Earth. Like, it, it, yes, it orbits the Earth. I get that part. But I mean rotating on its axis like the Earth does, you know, to make day and night happen for us. It, it apparently does not, as far as I've seen. Or so it takes so long. Or I guess this says it takes long. It takes long enough to the point where it's like we can't really see it. At least on my side of the planet, this is what I always see. So, I'm guessing different sides of the planet will see different parts of the moon, but there is a dark side of the moon that people have taken, that they've taken pictures of that is like, it's incredible to see. Because, like, there is a side of the moon that really doesn't get to see sunlight that often. Um, And it's just dark Like, can you imagine standing on that side of the moon? It'd be terrifying, first of all. Like, if you were just plopped right dead center in the middle of the dark side of the moon, whatever side of the moon is is currently experiencing darkness, that'd be terrifying. I, I, there'd be, there, like, I I would skip existential dread and go into just a blind panic. (laughs) Because it's dark, and I'm in space, and I'm on a giant rock that does not have the atmosphere to let me live. Um, I would really panic. Claustrophobia would kick in so hard. Um, and just the fear of death <laughs> would be very present. Oh my gosh. Because space is terrifying. In reality, like as if you think about the realities of space and the fact that some places gravity is not really much of an effect on us and our bodies. In other places, gravity is massive, so massive to the point, like on Jupiter, you'd be crushed. Um, same with the sun, you'd be crushed. <laughs> well, I mean, with the sun, you'd be burned alive before you get crushed, I'm sure. Or probably both would happen at the same time. It's space, it's terrifying. The elements in their rawest form sometimes, and though the way that they're all mixed up and such, and they exist in space, is terrifying. Like, we... Because we would never be able to step foot on any of these other planets. Except for maybe Mars. Um, 
because of this, just the conditions that exist. I don't think even Mars, because I think with Mars, it's the same thing with its atmosphere is also not suitable for human beings. And the fact that it would take far too long to get people there and back. The back part is the important thing. Getting to the moon and back is hard enough, but getting to Mars and back would be something that is not feasible at this moment in time. I don't imagine it would be feasible. And if we do get people there, I imagine they would not make it back. I'm just giving a blind guess. Like, I'm just making that assumption. I don't think that'll ever really be a thing. The moon is moving. But it's just nice, like, it's crazy to see something in space that I, you know, because space, everything is far from us. It's far from us. We think about a cross-country trip as far, if you live here in the States or in Canada, you know, a massive country or like Russia or something or Australia. Like, you, we, there are massive countries, just continents in general, I guess, the continents, because those are massive as well. Taking a cross-continent journey, you think that's far. The distance from here where you're sitting where you're, you know, listening to this, to the moon is infinitely, it's just much for, I'm not gonna say infinitely, but it is, uh, much, much further than you could possibly fathom. The distance is so far. Like, I can see it with my eyes, and that's incredible that our human eyes are able to see that far out. Um, granted, there's light emanating from it, but the human eye can, can, can see light that far. Light also travels that far, farther than we can see it. I mean, the sun's further clearly um that's crazy just the, the the way that we can receive that into our into our into our eyes like we can we can see that hey like hey that's the you know that's the moon we can also see some planets people have been seeing planets during their lifetime um just with their with the with the naked human eye it's like whoa that is a planet that is another planet that exists in our solar system that is rotating around the sun at a different rate of speed that we are. And I'm looking at it right now. And, you know, the other planets or anything outside the the asteroid belt, I guess, which doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if they confirmed or did, like, debunk that. I don't remember. Like, this is, you can tell when I grew up, pretty much, is like, I, I learned that I think Mars was the last thing that was inside the asteroid belt. And then past that is all the bigger planets. I don't know. I don't actually remember. I haven't studied space stuff in a long time. But the stuff I knew growing up, growing up, growing up, um, and the stuff that I've learned, because there was a picture a while ago, I think, during this year, that came out of a black hole. Like, there was an actual picture of, I think, a black hole. And I was like, oh. And that was cool. But to see something that massive, because if the moon was anywhere closer to the earth than it was it would probably be pulled in and that's when chaos would absolutely occur if the moon happened to slam into the earth even gently it would cause so much chaos because it'd be tearing through the atmosphere at who knows what kind of speed and the mass of it alone like bumping the earth would be awful. Like, the, 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 the impact would probably dry up the oceans from the heat that that friction would cause. And, uh, yeah, basically just everybody dies. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's very brutal and harsh 
But that's what space is. Space is very brutal and harsh. It's absolutely beautiful and mind-blowing, but we as humans trying to interact with it, you know, just ourselves would be, would have dire consequences as in us, our lives being cut very short <laughs> at that moment in time. That's why we have all the, that's why I'm glad we have machinery and, and, and rovers and such, um, and satellites and such that can go out and, um, you know, take pictures of it and send it back to us and high def pictures. Nonetheless, really good pictures. I remember early pictures of Pluto and that was, hmm. But then we got better technology. We upgraded stuff. Space is cool. It's there. And like all the stars that we can see, like when I was uh, gone for that month um, in July, there were many nights I was outside, of course. Uh, and oh my gosh, guys, I could see the Milky Way. Like I could see the rest of the galaxy that we are in right now. That's insane. Like, I could see the stars, all the clusters, everything was there. It was insane. It's insanity to think about how large that stuff is. It is hard for our minds to comprehend fully how small we really are. Because space surrounds us, engulfs us completely, you know, like, we are seeing one point of view on this planet, and I think if we had, like, a, a, a like God's perspective on this kind of thing, like, a God point of view, like, that would be insane. I think my mind would explode, probably, from just the amount of, 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 of perspective that is alone. It's just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, there's so much of it there, and it's so incredible, and it's so expansive, you know? Our brains cannot handle that much uh, uh, knowledge and, and perception. We just can't. They just can't. Like, many have tried, I'm sure, to learn and to understand it all, but it's hard. It is incredibly hard. And I love it. I love it. Because you don't have to be a genius to adore space. You really don't. You can enjoy all the pretty colors that the that exist. You can enjoy the stars and the and the and the uh, meteor showers and whatnot. I saw so many shooting stars out there. <clears throat> that was incredible. Um, and that's the one thing I'll miss about anything dealing with the military is the time we've been able to spend outside, away from technology, away from city lights and things like that. Because that's what you will find on army bases. This is why I, that's the one thing I enjoyed about being on base. I could, there are sections, there are plenty of, like, there are plenty of areas on a, on an army base that have just wilderness in a, like, wilderness, where you could go out and literally see the night sky in its glory. All the stars, the moon, everything, you can see the Milky Way, it's like, what, what, the Milky Way, that's insane. And I love it. I, man. Now, if I ever had an opportunity to go into space, I would probably say no, a hard no, because I would probably um, crap myself once we were in the rocket ship leaving, because it's. A, I realized at that point, there's no turning back. I can't just be like, hey, you know what? I'm uncomfortable with this. Maybe we should stop and uh, <laughs> do something else, you know? Like, no, there'd be no turning back. 
I, I I couldn't do it. I don't have the stomach for it. I really don't. I handle planes pretty well, but rocket ships are a different thing. The G's that I'd be experiencing, oh my goodness, would be insane. I just, I couldn't. I don't think I'd survive the trip up there. I would just be in a blind panic the whole time. And then when I finally opened my eyes, when we exited the atmosphere, after I don't know how many minutes, and look into space, I'd be terrified and in awe at the same time. Like, uh, oh, I forgot his name because he was in Star Trek. I don't even like Star Trek, but I forgot his name. He went up with Jeff Bezos and he was in awe. And Jeff was kind of a douchebag because he's rich and he, he's like that. But the, but the other guy who was a celebrity was in awe, like, was genuinely humbled by the experience and whatnot. And then Jeff was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm rich. I can fly into space. It's douchebag. Uh, <laughs> but the other guy was absolutely humble and, 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 and um, awed by the experience. And I, and I love that. I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Because it's, it's space, man. It's, it's space. Like, if people could see from that perspective, and I think he said, if people could see from that perspective and look at the Earth like that, like, borders don't exist Borders don't exist up there from that kind of point of view. They don't. You know, they exist down here on the ground level, sure. All the wars and hate and all this. But when you see the earth as its whole, as itself, it is beautiful. It is majestic. It is such a wonderful and and glorious thing to look at. There would be no wars. There'd be no hate. We'd all be either one terrified of the how small we are but also some of us a lot of people would be just like whoa this is like what are we here fighting over what resources and things like that and fighting each other because you don't look like me and I don't look like you or you don't sound like me you don't like the same stuff like we wouldn't care about a difference of opinion we'd be I think more and all and be like wow on this little rock here in, in, in space there's so much diversity there's so much culture there's so much life happening like, everybody has something to bring to the table, and it's such a wonderful experience to be able to live on 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 this planet specifically that is perfectly placed in our solar system, in perfectly placed in the galaxy, in this whole universe that we exist in. It is phenomenal. What a glory! What a glorious time to be alive, where we have the technology to see outside of where we live currently. And see it from a, a, and see how small we really are. See how like insignificant this planet actually is in comparison. I'm not saying this planet is you know means nothing. It obviously means everything. This is our life. This is our livelihood. This is the only planet we've ever known as home. This is it. Generations of people born, you know, and people that have lived. Have, have celebrated, people that have mourned, people that have been creative. They've all, like, all the creations and everything you know about humanity and all the animals and plants come from this planet only. The friends you've made, right? Like, just the family, all your family, everybody's only known here as home, not the moon. The moon's not home. We don't live there. There's no colonies up there. Because we're talking about Mars, but we don't have anything even going on with the moon. 
you know, besides just having some uh, satellites and whatnot orbiting it occasionally. Probably are probably some now, you know. And the people that are in the International Space Station, they move fast, too. They, I, that's incredible as well. They're seeing this, that, that awesome point of view 24-7. I'm sure somebody at some point is going to be like, oh, <laughs> we're passing Australia again. Okay. <laughs> um, but man, it is, it's phenomenal. That took a lot longer than I was planning to, but I, I'm sorry, man. I love, like, it is such a, a humbling experience to be able to do that, to be able to go up there and see that stuff. I will never be able to see it, but from the pictures alone, like, the borders don't exist you don't see people fighting and hating one another. You don't see the news. You don't see social media drama happening. You just see a planet that is spinning and turning day after day as a whole. You know? I don't see the countries split up into... It's just land. The borders don't exist. Again, it's just land masses. Africa just looks like Africa. Australia is, well, Australia. But the Asia looks as a whole. We don't see the borders drawn in the lines that we would see on a map. That doesn't exist. Same thing with Europe. Same thing with North America, South America. You know? We don't we don't see border patrol or any security down. We don't see any walls or fences or gates or anything. You just see this big blue and green planet. With its, with its caps that are kind of melting. But that's beside the point. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's phenomenal. I love space, dude. It's, <laughs> space, is, space is fantastic. Oh, gosh. Because I get giddy sometimes over space and stuff like that. Because it's just there. It's like we, we're living in it. We're living in it. We're surrounded by, by other stars that are millions of light years away from us. You know, there are stars bigger than our sun out there. Far bigger. And our sun's pretty freaking big. <laughs> like, it's pretty big. And yet, there are bigger things out there. Beetlejuice. Like, that's, that's the star I have the, the, the most... That's, that's the star I'm most familiar with. It's Beetlejuice. Big planet. I mean, big big star. Huge star. Oh, gosh. That would eat our entire solar system and then some up. That is such a huge star. There are bigger stars than that. Look up Beetlejuice the star, by the way. And then look up the stars that are bigger than that that we know about. We know about bigger stars than that. That's insane. I just wish more people were able to appreciate that fact. The facts that we are, like, living in such a wonderful space. Not, not, not space, you know, space. But just a, a wonderful space here on Earth. Like, we have got golden opportunities. You know, but that's why I say make the most out of this life. Enjoy things, you know? Like, appreciate one another. That Like, people wouldn't spend so much time hating each other if they saw this, like, there are no gang territories, no, like, no cartel territories, like, it just, there's just land, obviously, the greed of humanity is something that's, that's hard to fight for some people, and they let it, they let it consume them, and it's the worst thing, you know, really to happen to people is to just greed, I mean, wrongdoing in general is, is kind of the worst thing, but, like, it, greed is one thing that has, 
really been a huge culprit of a lot of pain and suffering the in the last couple centuries. I'm not gonna lie, in the last I don't know infinite amount of centuries <laughs> in the last like known centuries recorded in recorded human history <laughs> greed has a huge part to play in a lot of stuff people suffer because of greed and things like that and it's it's painful it hurts my heart but when you see it all just kind of lumped up into into this is a planet that we're living on we can take care of it we have such unique plant life and stuff that we have here that doesn't exist on other planets. We don't. There's no second shot at this. We have wonderful opportunities here. We can comfortably live on this planet. I can go outside without a spacesuit helmet on or anything like that. And the only thing I have to worry about really bothering my body is the weather. Like, oh, it's raining. Well, I might get wet and then get sick. Which, guess what? We have medicines to fix that. Or my body can just fix itself. Like... This is, it's amazing. But I'm going to, enough ranting. We're going <laughs> to, it took far longer than I expected it to, but we're going to take a break and I will be back. I love space. I'll see you after the break. Welcome back, everybody. Um, uh, I'm still kind of reeling from that. I had to, I had to take, take that break to just, you know, uh, just, just kind of breathe for a minute and relax because it, it, it truly is just an awesome um, an awesome view, and I think anybody who, I think anybody on this planet, no matter how deranged, crazy, deprived, or how just straight up evil they are, I think they, their perspectives would change, their minds would change, if they were able to see space as it, I mean, as it is, and see how small this planet is. Comparative to the rest of it, but I, I thought about you know some things while I was you know I'm still space related, like what you look when you no matter where you live, if you were to go outside and look up in the sky, that is your perspective, that is your like cone of vision that you have on this planet. You know that is your current cone of vision. You can only see so far you know to the horizon. Um, and obviously you can only, during the daytime, you can only see so far out, uh, in the atmosphere. And at night, that is expanded and that has changed because expanded outward, because you can see stars that are so far away that could be dead, like literally have gone, they've, they've gone and died out. But because light, you know, travels such a far distance, and time itself is kind of distorted in it, like in space a little bit, it's weird how that works. But because of the distance that light has to travel, you're going to continue to see that, and you'll never know really if it, um, which particular star it is, unless it's like, I don't know, something specific like the North Star or something like that. Um, but. You may never know. Because as we, I mean, as literally as we rotate uh, on our axis, the, the stars around us change. The ones that we see change. It's crazy. Because we're facing a different way. That's just crazy. 
but I hope you're enjoying today. You know, where, whatever you may be doing. I hope you're making the best out of uh, your situation. And I hope you're doing something today that will make tomorrow better for you. Should you see that day. Because there truly is something to be adored about being able to live here. Like what a, what an experience we get while we're living here. And it's it's crazy because we get caught we get so caught up and and busy in our lives that we forget to appreciate each other as people because we have all different experiences and upbringings and whatnot. We all we all have something to say, something that goes on different inside our brains, you know. And I'm a person who embraces the differences. Like you look different than me, cool. You think different different uh, than I do, cool. You know, you explain things differently. You do things differently. Cool. I see that as a positive because it's like, here's a whole nother human being, same same species. You know, we just look different, sound different, but we are, we bleed the same. You know, we have the same weaknesses. Uh, I, I look at a tiger just like you look at a tiger. If it were right in front of you, you'd be panicking. So would I. You know, we have similar reactions to, to imminent danger. Our versions of celebrating things may be a little bit different. Our versions of things worth celebrating may be a little bit different. But in the end, we are all human. And uh, we're all we're all humans. We're all people. We're all humans. We come from different places. Just have different things to say. Having different things to think about and whatnot. Have different things that we're good at. Things that we excel in. And I adore that. I really do. I've come to appreciate all the cultures and what they've, what they can bring to the table. Mostly food, because I enjoy food. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The foods from different cultures are amazing. It's it's incredible what people use as their main staple, um, in certain cultures. And it's like wow. Like rice is huge with some cultures. You know, certain vegetables are huge with some cultures. Certain meats are huge with some cultures. And. Uh, that's one thing I appreciate about the United States is that we get like a combination of all that here. Like I can find good Indian restaurants, good Thai restaurants, good uh, good uh, just Asian food in general. Like there's many cultures here, Cantonese, you know, Malaysian places, um, and then not to mention any places that really exist in uh, any foods and cultures that exist South America just south of, just there are our friendly neighbors to the south Mexico they have plenty of culture to bring to us but you can find food from pretty much any culture in the world authentically made you know real from people who came over from that place they probably have a restaurant set up somewhere in the United States. And it is most likely delicious. Um, because people put time and effort in it, especially when it comes to food. You know, because food is part of tradition. Food is a part of uh, bringing people together. Because who can be really that angry when you're eating a delicious meal? 
especially if it's something you really like. Like, I can't be angry eating my favorite meal. I just can't. The, the food is awesome. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a food guy. I like food. Food's wonderful. Food of different cultures is, is just amazing. You know? And not only that, for all you have different dietary needs, we have that completely available here with ingredients that you actually can trust. Yes, I know the big uh, corporations here that make the products like, um, I don't know if I can include cereal in that. Sure, cereal. Because there are cereals here that have corn syrup in them, I believe. I don't remember. Um, but there are companies, there are companies, smaller companies here that use fresh ingredients that are not tainted. Um, so I can, I can verify that. That's pretty, I mean, cause it's, it's like, yes, like the other European country, there are some European countries out there that have higher standards in terms of their version of the FDA, um, and what they, what red ingredients go in people's foods. But that doesn't mean that every place that sells food here is awful and is slowly killing us like no people can grow their own stuff or have it locally sourced from a friend or a family or just somebody who happens to be local and needs business like that's that's a wonderful thing about uh living here is that there's opportunity for that you know to go down so that can happen here. It's crazy. Yeah, we can actually have food here that is good for us. We have, because we have people here, we have plenty of people here that are vegan. Plenty of people, plenty of people here that are on paleo and, and whatnot. All sorts of different eating habits exist here. Not everybody's fat. That's TV. That's media nonsense. There's people of all short sorts of shapes and sizes here. So... Because if, cause if you're saying everybody here that it, it is fat, then that's that includes all other people that come here from other cultures that live here for more than a few years, that become citizens. It's like, and they're not fat, but like not everybody in America is fat. Yes, there are certain communities that are because all they are, all they have access to are fast food restaurants because the more organic stuff is sold at a higher price. So buying that would be hard for somebody who is using, who has food stamps, you know, is on some sort of government um, welfare program. Who, who, anybody who uses that kind of assistance, it, it's hard for them to buy fresh ingredients and the more, you know, um, organic stuff because it's sold at a higher price. But there are people that do combat that and are helping out. So whatever whatever problem you see on the news and whatnot, there's somebody out there trying to fix it. There's groups of people out there trying to fix it, trying to make it better, and are some are succeeding. But obviously that doesn't get media attention because it's not sowing chaos and fear. Because that's what our that's what our news and our media they feed off of chaos and fear. They sow discourse between all of us, make us hate each other for no reason, for no actual reason, you know. But I hate you because I saw this thing on the news that, that made me fear people like you. But I'm like, I, you probably aren't that kind of person. Because the likelihood of that, of that of, of a person that, you know, 
of the news describing someone who lives near you matching exactly what the news says you know being violent or like this or like that you know x y and z the the likelihood of somebody meeting that exact description that is near you is pretty small actually it's not something that's it's not like a huge percentage it's not a high percentage it really isn't most people are decent here we just get a bad rap because of the news because <laughs> our news outlets literally do that they feed lies there's some truth mixed in but it's a lot of stuff that is written in such a way that will make you fear for your life and make you distrust your neighbors even your family even your friends you know so for all my people out there that listen that are foreign that are not you know native to the I shouldn't say native but aren't US citizens um being here is not a it's not that bad it really isn't it really isn't yes there are things that we are obviously dealing with but every government in the world is dealing with something especially now nobody can say that oh things are just peachy here I've heard many Europeans complain about in different parts of Europe complain about uh, prices just like we're complaining about prices of, of housing and such so they're having troubles with that too the, the, the price of fuel they're having trouble with that too prices of just literally everything up but not only that, government corruption is a global issue. There's no government out there that is free from ridicule. Nah. I highly doubt that. If there was, they'd, that would be something that surely somebody, uh, I'm not talking about a major news outlet, but I'm talking about like smaller ones, would report about and be like, yeah, this government's absolutely perfect. More people should move here. Um, because I heard of, a, I don't know, it was years ago that a country was like, oh yeah, their, their minimum wage is like $24 an hour. And I'm like, wow. But when I asked, because somebody told me that and I was like, what's their cost of living though? And it pretty much matched that. It made that minimum wage seem like nothing. So all that glitters is not gold. I'm not, we're not, we're not, some of us aren't stupid enough to believe that. And I wish more Europeans were aware of that kind of thing and were not as gullible as the news wants them to be. But some are. And that kind of irks me in such a way. It's like, just enlighten yourself just a little bit. Do your own research. Ask somebody, you know. There were Reddit articles that talk about, like, hey, what are, like there are were, there were Reddit posts that I have saved that talk about things that um, you know, as as an American, what is something that some like everybody else around the world should know? Because those are important things. Because it's like we get a bad rap for stuff that isn't even our fault. Like our government, yes, is like responsible for most of our issues. Like government is is a a um, an interesting one. A very interesting one indeed. I okay, I don't have the post there. Okay, these are not what I was looking for. Let's just look at my saved stuff, I guess. Um, but I always look back um, at posts like that because I'm like, yeah, yeah.
Because uh, there's always a positive side. There's always a positive side. A lot of people like to view the negative side because they somehow find it better to be angry rather than to just be peaceful. Don't know why. But hey, you do you, I guess. But I absolutely love uh, posts like that, I, the, uh, like that on Reddit because it's just like, oh man, that's crazy. Because there's a lot of non-Americans that like our food, like some of some American foods. Um, what is this one? Come on, load for me. I'm trying to upload a YouTube video right now, so it's it's kind of not. <laughs> things happening. Cajun food. People love Cajun food. People love pulled pork. People love curly fries. People love mac and cheese from scratch. Um, people love our Thanksgiving feasts. Barbecue and fried chicken. American breakfast food. Uh, a corn casserole and a green bean casserole. Eggs Benedict. Wait, we made that? Wait, what? Hang on a minute. What? What? Interesting. Hmm. All right. Good to know. <laughs> they called him Eggs Cumberbatch. <laughs> The name didn't stick. Reddit's funny. Reddit is hilarious. But I'll find that post some other time and go over it again. Because I, I love it. I love reviewing it. Because it's like, yeah, we, we get things right. Also, we have free toilets here. Free public toilets that you don't have to pay for. And that are available practically anywhere. Like, you can go and be like, hey, where's your restroom? And nobody's going to think twice about it. And be like, oh, yeah, it's over there. Like, it's crazy how that works. I'm surprised, and like, air conditioning, central AC too, not just AC units, we stick in our windows, but central air conditioning as well, what a wonderful thing that is, it's beautiful, heating and cooling, man, <laughs> I surely do enjoy that, quite a lot, apple pie, Tex-Mex, anything smoked, brisket, pork shoulder, chicken, turkey, had smoked burgers, oh yes, uh, it's great. People love fries. People love fries. <laughs> People love fries here, man. We do it. We do. We, we do them well. We do them well here. Banana pudding. Key lime pie. Oh well. Fair enough. Chicken fried steak with biscuits and grits. Oh gosh, that does sound pretty good. Um. Yeah, we, we we have good food here. It's tasty. We are like we are cultivators of tasty food here. I know Americans like to, you know, go outside of America and eat food, and they're like they 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 come back like they're so cultured and refined. And I'm like, it's food. It, it like is it, if it tastes good, you know, then it tastes good. But don't come back acting like a cultural snob. I don't like I, those people annoy me to a certain point. It's like cool. 
but you're not better than anybody else because you went to a different country and ate food. Like, <laughs> like you're not. Like, you're just, okay, you're just the same person. You just, you ate food there. Wow, cool. Um, like, you could have eaten that food here probably for less because there are Greek restaurants that exist here, Italian restaurants. I don't mean I don't mean Olive Garden. For the love of all that is good in, in this world, I don't mean Olive Garden. But actual Italian restaurants, Greek restaurants, there are plenty. I can get a gyro anywhere. I can get falafel, too. Falafel's not Greek, I don't think. Uh, I don't believe that's Greek. Uh, I just mentioned falafel because falafel's phenomenal. So... Um, I just had to kind of point that out. Here it is. The post is still here. 348 days ago. Wow. That was over a year ago. No, it's not. That was almost over a year ago. It hasn't even been a year. I forgot there are 365 days in a year. I forgot. Listen, it's been a day. I'm tired. You can, ooh, look at that. You can alter, yeah, alter your, your restaurant order. Because some restaurants don't substitute things. They're just like, nope, here it is, and that's going to be it. We have things you can substitute here. We're, we're all for options when it comes to food. Um, somebody says, there's, a gen there's genuinely nothing like American optimism. I know, I know. The done thing is to crap talk Americans in threads like this, but speaking as a Brit, that's what really makes you the USA special and relatively unique in terms of national histories. America is a country that's, at least just theoretically, built on the idea of equality and justice quite literally for all. You had the sheer brass balls to put a big old statue up at one of the most trafficked entryways in the world. Yes, yes, OPs. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I don't get that part. Uh, that literally asked the world to give you its tired, its poor, its huddled masses yearning to breathe free. You built an entire mythology around that idea by pulling together and with little a little elbow grease, you can make something of yourself no matter where you start from. Is it true? No, not completely. Not for a lot of people, but it is important. It's a hard, uh, hard scrabble world out there, and that and the idea that Americans are better because they'll do things, do the right thing. The honorable thing, uh, the decent thing, no matter how hard that makes that might be, makes things a little bit brighter. It's important that the first uh, thing countless immigrants got to see wasn't a display of Americans' power and strength and prosperity, but of America's guidance, a torchlight in the darkness. The most myth mythological of, of figures, Superman, espouses from uh, espouses the idea of truth, justice, and the American way for a reason. That's not because it's the way things are, but because it's the way things can be. It's something to aspire to. Uh, it's Atticus Finch and Jefferson Smith and Rocky Balboa and the little engine that could. There's plenty more there, but I'm not going to read that because that was a mouthful already. Y'all are going to hate to hear this, but diversity. Uh, somebody else says, most diver di divergent, not diverse and tolerant country in the world, to be honest, despite what the narrative news outlets and politicians like to push. Politicians are, are a unique group of people that we really don't like, to put that out there. There are plenty out there that we really dislike. Because they come from these families and these corner communities that teach them and instill these stupid values into them. 
that make them sometimes quite racist and just horrible and out really out of touch with the rest of society and they're only looking out for themselves and their peers so the descendants of America's founding fathers are not famous yeah no they're not not at all not mm, <laughs> Yeah, no. I, uh, but we're, we have friendly people here. Like, we have, oh yeah, Central AC as well. Uh, as a non-American, I think it's easy to pick on America, but only because they're the effectively they're effectively the big successful kid in the room. Everyone can take the crap out of America because America is everywhere, and we all understand it to some degree. A lot of the criticisms of America are mostly the population striving to be better and picking out all of the flaws in their system in hopes of eventual improvement. Generally, the biggest complaints about America, i.e., political corruption, racism, carbon footprint, and lack of awareness of other culture of other countries are generally worse in the majority of other countries, with only a few actually rising above the U.S. in certain categories. Even the strong militaristic exploitation of conflict zones in, uh, is only exasperated because yours is a country that can actually successfully exploit a conflict zone. It's bad, but I can fully imagine my own country, the U.K., doing the exact same thing. We practically do, we practically do half the time and have before... We were on the same power level. You guys have more than quadrupled the immigrant population of the next biggest contender, Russia. Uh, given that America isn't the easiest country to get into and most conflict zones are on the opposite side of the globe, there is a reason so much of the world wants to move to your country. You have the best country on the planet. I don't You don't 100% get... <laughs> Listen, like, I... I Again, they're like this. This country has things to be like, yeah, proud of. We do. People like to take the crap out of us, but like, hey, I am a person of color, and I can have a job. I can make plenty of friends and plenty of connections and make six figures. It's possible to do in this country. It's not necessarily the most difficult thing either for a person like me. So, just to say that alone. Um. You have the best country on the planet. You don't have. You don't 100% guarantee safety and security for every member of your population, but the chances in your country are miles higher than any other. Americans, you have a great country. Your history is short and gray in places, but it is humble. You overcome issues regularly and effectively, especially for such a vast country. You find flaws in your system that other populations wish uh, were the only flaws there that theirs had. And then you deal with them, as you always have. Stay humble, Americans. The overwhelming majority of you are really good people, and you bring a lot of art, media, and creativity all over the world. And the next guy is Canadian, and he says, barbecuing. <laughs> but, like, that is stuff that, like, people don't understand. Like, our country has a lot to essentially brag about, and I'm, I prefer that we don't. I prefer that we remain humble. Like, let other people do the talking and bragging for you. And be like, no, America's actually really great. Why are you hating on it? Like, and I get people doing the, the, the hate thing because they wish their country was that great. But the amount of times I've sat in a Twitch chat of somebody who doesn't live in this country and seen some of the comments, seen some of the other, uh, seen some of the viewers talk about the issues in their country, 
And it's like, hmm, I figured that country would be a little bit better. It's not. <laughs> the issues that they have are quite apparent. But, yeah. The protests we've had, the amount of politicians that have popped up that were actually good, that have been doing good, they don't get, obviously, media coverage because they're not because they're doing the right thing. Our media, they're the only thing, the wrong thing that's really wrong with us and that should be mainly fixed, I think, is our media outlets. They should be all cut out, shut down, and replaced by honest and truthful media that is very neutral. We should not, like, we having, us having biased media outlets was the, was the worst thing ever. And it's been happening, I think, since the 80s. Probably, I think, around that time, media started becoming kind of one-sided. Um, in the sense that it was either Democratic or Republican media, rather than just, hey, a car crash happened. Oh, I'm like, this politician is now starting to run for president. So is this politician, you know? And this, these are their views. What are you going to do? Who are you going to vote for, you know? Rather than taking a side and picturing and painting, like, politicians from the other party as villains and never scrutinizing or ever criticizing your own party for the wrongdoings that they've done and the shortcomings that they've had because they never acknowledge that stuff. They never do. They never be like, you know, this was wrong and he shouldn't have done this and we really should work on that. That is something we really do need to improve for the future. No, they always defend. They always deflect and defend. Never, ever acknowledge and never, ever do anything to fix what's wrong. And that's what I hate about the news outlets here. I wish that would change because that's the most boring and terrible thing um, they could do. And also, along with all the splitting up uh, attempted and, you know, attempted um, chaos and fear that they instill to just, you know, separate us. Because they, they know if we all come together like America's done before, things will change and they will get the boot and they will be at the bottom. And they don't want that. They don't want to be kicked out and kicked off their thrones. They want to stay there for as long as they can until they die. And even then, after their deaths, they want to sow more discourse and hatred between us. Because as long as the poor and middle classes are fighting, they can continue making money quietly the corrupt ways they normally do. Sorry, that was very political, and I didn't mean to, but that is the truth. That is something I've come to recognize, and I can't ignore it, because all of my fellow Americans that are out there who don't know this, now you do. Welcome to our world. But besides that kind of stuff happening, it's because po politicians don't make up a lot of the population, right? They're supposed to represent us. Um, if, but at the same time, if more of us were doing our jobs as citizens and voting, but also not just voting, but checking up, because we can write letters and, you know, and call these people, and um, we'll call their secretaries more so. But eventually, you know, get in touch with these people, make sure they're doing their job. Like our job is to check on these politicians. Our job isn't just to vote for them, and then you know, screw off, like, our job is to literally check on them, you know, like, I'm not saying daily, but, like, really check on them, make sure they're doing their job, you know, you don't hire an employee and then just never, ever give them an evaluation, you never, ever check on them and see how they're doing, check on them, you know, wouldn't it be great if somebody sent a politician a letter sometime that they voted for? Like, hey, how's your mental health doing? You know, how are you handling the stress of the office? I know you guys are working hard for us out there. You know, but how are you doing? Has anybody ever bothered to ask that question or sent a letter to a politician, a sincere letter of worrying about their mental health? That, hey, you know, I'm, I'm worried about you. You know, here's a gift basket or something. Send them a, send, send them a gift or something. Send them something nice, a flower, a, a donut. Like, 
We just complain, complain, complain as citizens. What the, what the heck is wrong with you people? Be nice to each other, show each other some love, and maybe you'll get some of that love in return. It's crazy how that works. But all we do is complain and whine in their ears, and you wonder why sometimes some of these politicians are so grumpy, and you wonder why some of them turn to corruption because they're clearly not giving the love from you guys. Because all you do is all you do is vote and then throw your hands up and be like, okay, well they better do something cool or I'm gonna be mad that I voted. Like you have the power, young people that are listening to this. That is my biggest population, my biggest demographic. You have the power to check on them. Send them a letter. Let's send them a letter. Email, emails, phone calls, texts. Contact them. All those channels of, of communication, use them and check on them every now and then. You understand? Like, if I was a politician and I get a text or an email or, or something from my, you know, a note from my secretary about someone who asked about my mental health and asked how I was doing, if asked if I was taking care of my mental health, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's really nice. I'm glad somebody actually cares about me. Because they're doing hard work, like they're supposed to be doing hard work to take care of us and make sure that we are you know, being taken care of or represented correctly as, as um, citizens. And you also got, you also got to realize that sometimes the tables are stacked against these people. Like President Obama, like the, the wonderful president that everybody loves, a lot of people hate for no reason, he only got so much done because the odds were stacked, like the cards were stacked against him. Congress was stacked against him. He didn't have enough seats to pass everything because I think it's 53 seats you need to pass a bill or something of the, of the sort or acts. Um, he didn't have that. He had half of the House. He didn't have the full, he didn't have enough numbers to overwhelm the other side that really didn't like him. So, of course, he could only get so much done. And people call him like, oh, he's a bad president. Bad president, why? He was a good guy. He was great. He gave great speeches and instilled, uh, he inspired people to pursue greater things. So, like, I, I realize this may be not something I normally touch on for a lot of people, but like this is something that seriously needs to be talked about. And sure, why not me? You know? But that's something that we can improve in this country. Something that we could easily improve in this country and make it better for ourselves. So write your like write your congressmen and your senators and your governors and your mayors, you know, and your, you know, attorney generals and whatnot letters. Tell them you're you're out there, you're hearing, you care about them. But also make sure that you check on them, make sure that they're doing their jobs. Whatever they promised in their campaigns, make sure that you're checking up. Like, hey, how is this going? You know, has this gotten approved yet? Has this been written out and, and, and you know, sent into Congress yet? How, how is this going? Has this been passed yet? Like, what, what's going on with this? You can check on the progress of some of these bills online for free. You just got to search up certain websites that are easy and free to access. Because I knew about this years ago because they had us do this in high school, actually which is something that they do teach kids about. Um, and our assignment was to write a politician a letter. Guess what? I wrote one to my mayor, got a response. We had a decent conversation about truck traffic in our town because it was ruining our roads. And he, I had some decent input, and he had some decent responses. He wasn't a douchebag, but he listened because I reached out to him. So what's your excuse? That was a teenager. So what about an, a working adult, somebody who's contributing to the, to the economy by taking up a job, paying taxes and all that stuff, somebody who's votes, who can actually vote? Well, what's your excuse? No excuse. That's why we should all be involved in our government. We have the opportunity to have a, like one of the best governments in the world if we just get involved. 
Because that's what, like, we should be doing. Like, that's what we should be doing here. We have the opportunity to do that. We have the freedoms to do that. Why aren't we doing it? I know it seems taxing and it seems, you know, you have all the other stuff to worry about in your life. But isn't it more important to lay the foundation for the future? So that way our future generations, our kids that we may be having soon in the future, have a wonderful world to grow up in where they can fear less. And we can fear less and worry less about their futures and their education and, and such. I realize there are some powers that be in this country that are trying to sabotage the future generations and ours currently, but we can fight, fight back against that, you know? We need more young politicians, you know, heading, you know, heading up to Congress and heading up to uh, being presidential candidates. I think you got to be like, what, 35 years old? That's not that old. A millennial could be president soon. <laughs> That's weird to think about, but <laughs> a millennial could be a president soon. We could have that. We need more young presidents. We need to stop having these old heads do this kind of stuff because they're too old to handle this. And we need some person who's young and can handle the stress, but who will also be not so out of touch with the, 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 the younger generations that are coming up and someone that's going to lay foundations, someone that's going to put in the work um, to make sure that we're not screwing our, our kids over. We're not screwing ourselves over currently. We're not screwing our elderly over, you know? We can make that happen. So pay attention, do some voting but also do some contacting, some follow-ups. Follow up with the people that you put in office because you hired these folks, so why wouldn't you check on them? A supervisor would check on you, a manager, a good manager and a good supervisor would check on you and be like, how you doing? How you liking the job? You know, anything I can help you with? You know, hey, have you been getting this done? Have you been, have you been doing this? And don't be a jerk about it, be nice, be friendly because you'll get a friendly response back. If you're nice to them, they'll be nice to you, probably. You know? But think about that. Appreciate you guys so much for watching. But, like, it's, it's, it's all about dealing with each other in love. It is the easiest thing to do, and we make it seem like it's such a hard thing to do. It's not. It's easy. Try it sometime. But thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. Remember, love's patient. And I'll see you all again very, very soon. Peace.